What do you mean, like, well, first off, like, certain people can get away with certain things and some people can't. That's all I'm going to say. Certain people can get away with certain things, some people can't. Hey, man. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. That's why That's why special rules got to be come, They have to come back and make special rules. You know? Hold up. <laughs> we forgot a class of people. <laughs> let's, let's just add an addition. Hey, hey, nah, man. You go, hey, this junk still rolling, but hey, you know, you know, I, I be thinking, bro. Like the people, the government who made this these rules and stuff, right? They had like they had this big meeting, this big in this big conference, right? And they say, all right, man, the Native Americans, what up, bro? All right, man, I'm sorry for the deal. Here's some money, bro. The white people come out, you know, we buddies. Irish come in, Scotland's. Italian man, we buddies, buddy, buddy. Latinos come in, Latinos come in. Ah, come on in, but hey, not all of y'all now. But they border wall, yeah, getting too, getting too packed, boy. Hey, like, man, they can't our money to him, Indian folks, everybody. They said, boy, we got everybody. We sorry, Japan. <laughs> they we sorry, Japan. They said, we sorry, baby. We sorry, China. We sorry, y'all. We sorry. Everybody getting love, and then all of a sudden, they're like, damn, we forgetting somebody. I can't put our finger on. We forgetting somebody. Who are we? Who are we forgetting? Hold on one second. Y'all want some wine? Y'all want some wine? Hey, 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 Tommy, Tommy, bring that wine in there. Hey. Bring this wine in here. Yes, a boy. Boy, bring it. Come on, boy, bring the wine. In there. They say, now I'm not forgetting. Well, mother always told me, if you can't remember, it wouldn't they report it anyways. <laughs> this guy, yeah. dang, this dang shame, bro. That's a dang shame, man. You can't even. We can't do certain things other people do. Hey, man. But uh, you know, did you know? That's, I'm, this this is gonna make me get off topic. I don't have a whole podcast about this. Did you know? Did you know? Black black people, right? For the same crimes, get double the sentence. Of course. You did you know that white people do the same amount of drugs we do, but we get arrested at a higher rate. Of course. That, that is crazy, man. You know why? Because policemen don't patrol those areas. They patrol our areas. That is ridiculous, man. That's, that's crazy. Got to be careful, man. And when you go on jury duty, if you black and you not going on jury duty, if you get a jury letter and you say you don't want to be on that jury, you messing up your brother. I ain't going to cap. I did that shit before. And you mess up your brother, man. Because you know why? They were looking for a goddamn. Guilty. They were looking for him, boy. No, I went, though. But they, I guess, like, I went. I ain't, I wasn't going to go, but I went. And I guess. what they uh, say? They bet no contest. So they just said, fuck it. So I'm like, I ain't bet. But I, mm. shit, I wasn't going to bet. But I damn sure wasn't thinking about it back then. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. But we'll go into it now, man. We'll go into a big, big topic right there. This this hindering black folks too, guys. Let's pull into some things that you know we can fix the culture a little bit, man. Even the odds put us in a different spot, in a different place. Yeah, different mindset. Oh, I'm going. I'm starting right now. All right. So, uh, you know, one thing we want to speak on tonight is, uh, you know, credit. A lot of us have. Well, at one point, a lot of us have seen or been through credit issues. You know, I'm just speaking from people that I have came into 
came in contact with. You know, I also came to a con. I mean, it, it goes so far as to I came into contact with a friend that says that said to me, "I'm black. I'm supposed to have bad credit." <laughs> Who said that? I know, man. I ain't gonna say. Go ahead, bro. I'm not gonna put that. Name I don't even want to know, bro. But I did. I did come to contact. And when I heard that, you know that that brought me to think, yeah, we're black, but we're not supposed to have bad credit, and. It, I don't think that's, I mean, I just think that's absurd that, that you, we're supposed to have it. And that's what we're coming to you tonight for, to know, to show that you're not supposed to have it and also bring in different ways to actually fix and build credit to a point where we can actually obtain the values or, or certain things that we aspire to have, such as whether it be buying a house, buying a car, you know, applying for different loans from in-store credit, whatever it is. You know, and tonight, we also have a special guest with us, you know, to also help us broaden this conversation with credit. Now, you know, I want to bring in, you know, Emmanuel Return, you know, let's, let's talk about some things that, you know, that, that drove you guys to actually think about getting you know building your credit and actually taking care of what your credit score looks like and and also managing debt you know start you know starting with you uh return you know what what are some things that really brought you into you know really thinking about fixing your credit or building your credit um shit i would probably say wait can i test Go ahead, bro. You already did. He said it. Go, man. Go ahead, man. So, I think one of the most, one of the things, probably one of the most prominent things was pretty much trying to actually get in the, uh, an apartment. And although I have, like, even if you have the income, if your credit's not right, most times, nine times out of ten, you're probably not going to get that, that apartment. Or if you do, you're going to have to pay a higher rate. And I was like, mm -hmm. nah, I ain't, I ain't trying to go up that, go, go that route. Um, and so that kind of got me into thinking about fixing it, uh, fixing my credit again, along with a number of other things. Uh, eventually, you know, a few a few years down the line, looking at a house and trying to get a house and um, trying to generate a little bit more income by probably renting out a few rooms and things of that nature. So um, just just shifting my mindset to figuring out how to manipulate credit and use it to my advantage pretty much got me on the road of trying to figure out how can I fix my credit. Okay. It's good talking, man. As for me, the caveat to what you said, you know, he's he spoke about housing. My my reality was getting a car. So when you get a car, that's the first first thing they check in the credit score. Now me on the other hand, I didn't have like most most people from my generation. They don't have bad credit. They just have no credit. That's the worst. They don't have no credit history. That's the worst. And the reason why they just fearful of Credit, a credit card in the hood is like, it's like a bullet. It's worse than a bullet, man. You throw a credit card and people just run and scam, tear those cards up in the mail. You know how much debt you're going to get from this? No, get away from that credit card. So, but when you realize if you use a credit card, you use it as your advantage, man. And it, it'll, it'll, make, it'll make it where long term you'll be successful. And, what, and you, everybody needs credit. Everybody needs good credit. Because good credit can lead you to financial freedom. 
down the line, like Raton was saying, you can buy your own house and you can rent their their property out. And it's just keep you keep on getting good investments and good rates on cars, good rates on on houses. You, you can sign co-sign for your kids and they get good rates and they, they know how to do it. So the worse your car the worse your credit score is, for example, if you're going to buy a car and your credit score is jacked up, they gonna take everything they got from you. Your car note is about to be infinity plus one. <laughs> and, and he's right. He's correct. You know. And at one point, it was legal to charge rates. You know. So, so, I mean, look at subprime lending. You know, that was detrimental to our neighborhood or to our people when it, when it when it came to us. You know, applying for certain credit lines. You know. Uh, you know, and you know to build on to what Emmanuel stated with uh, credit cards. A lot of us, a lot of us have been taught. A lot of us have have been taught that credit cards are the evil, an evil thing to use. I think about the water boy. They, the devil <laughs> it by. They, the devil yeah. by. <laughs> the devil. But the thing, the thing I want to state is with that is, it's evil if you give it the energy to be evil. At that point. We're being called upon to become responsible adults. Responsible. Responsibility. Think about it. All right. Let's talk about it. Manuel, let's talk about that time, you know, when I was talking to you about credit cards and everything. You know, when when we were talking about how to use credit cards to actually build your credit and use it to your advantage. Mm -hmm. You know, could you please, you know, elaborate on that that situation and how you used it? So for... This, this is a great example. But at first, I was like everybody else. I see a credit card. I was making I was making good money at the time. Uh, I saw a credit card. And it was a, it's a stigma to it. And the stigma was I get a credit card, I'm, I'm automatically going to get into debt. Because I didn't do my research on it and stuff. I just back away from it. I just, nah, I'm not going to do it. But, so I did some more research on it. I was looking into looking into ways to build my credit up. Like, I need to find a ways to build my credit. My credit score wasn't bad, but it, I just didn't have any credit history. So I got a approved credit card from my bank, and with their credit card, I was able to jump my credit score in a year about a hundred and ten points. About I think it's about hundred. I don't know. I say a hundred points, around a hundred points. So now I have, I don't say my credit score, but I, I'm more into the almost, I'm over, I'm over seven, 700. So this goes to show you, and, and I never, I spend my credit card, when I use my credit card, I spend only 20% of it a month, if that. My credit limit was, is lower than, was a lower than, was $1,000. I my, use my credit card for Gas and food, and not not eating out food, but grocery shopping, and that's it. And I got, I like I like what you said about using twenty percent. You know, I, I've been in the banking industry for about five years. Five years, you know, working in the banking industry. But I've been working on credit for since since going into college. I've been working building credit. You know, working on different ways to build credit for about eight years now. So. And the ideal amount of credit that you want to use 
to build great credit is 30% of your limit. So whatever your limit is, whatever they, they authorize you to use, you don't want to go over 30% on a monthly basis. That helps you build your credit. That helps you build your credit score. That shows that you're not living on debt. That you're not, you're not uh, being, you're not, you're not, Living above your means. Exactly. Living above your exactly. means. Living above your means. Living above your means. Uh, sorry for that. But yeah, you're not depending on credit in order to live day to day. Now, I think, um, I think people look at his credit as free money. It's not free it's, money. It's not free. Like, you got to pay that shit back. And so... What's free? Free. Like, so, <laughs> like said, just using it for food and gas. Something that you know you won't have to pay for anyways. A lot of people use that credit card and buy, they pretty much spurge on things that they probably wouldn't normally, probably even buy, buy if they was using their own cash. And so just keep that in mind that you still have to pay the shit back. It's not free money at all. If, 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 if your credit limit, if your credit limit is a thousand dollars, you go to a Gucci, you go to a store and you buy four pairs, four pairs of shoes. You about to get hit up. You about to get hit up for a lot of money. <laughs> you about to get hit up for a lot of money, bro. You can really use the cards to your advantage. I mean, there are advantages to using cards. There's an advantage. One thing I seen. I went back home. I'm from Groveville, Alabama. If you guys don't know, you know. Uh, <laughs> one thing I went back. I went back home. I found out that a lot. Two five one in this. I went back home and I found out that a lot of people were going to these lending companies to actually pay to get your credit bill to, to get a credit history they were paying mm -hmm. this this is not just young groups this was from from young to older you know mm -hmm. anywhere from 18 all the way up to 40s and 50s sometimes 60s i've seen people doing this you don't have to do that that that, that is not the that is not the ideal option that you have to do you know if you're a responsible adult that is not the that is not the the final results of building credit. But I, I, ask, I ask you guys, so we talk about you know, how we improve our credit. So what's some bad feedback that you have gotten from others that you're teaching about credit? I know most of us, we, once we learn something, we teach it to somebody else. You know, you, say you, you, teach, you teach once, you learn twice. Basically, so once we know something, we we speak it to somebody else. What has been the biggest hurdles for you guys to teach somebody else about credit? Like, I know a lot of people aren't as receptive. Like you were saying earlier, when you first started off, what's the mindset that people have about credit? They don't they don't act, either take it serious or they don't think that they can have good credit. And that's the issue. It's not being taken serious. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not it's it's from a generational point, you know, uh, we're not we're not teaching it to our youth to understand credit. Like I said, one guy told me, you know, go back to my earlier statement. I'm black. I'm supposed to have bad credit, and that person wasn't taught from the beginning that you're not actually not supposed to have bad credit, and there's ways to actually have great credit. You know, one thing that I say is. When you're using, when you're being extended a line of credit, be sure to understand your finances and when and where you're going to make that payment back to that 
line of credit that you were established that you established and that you used. Mm. Uh, and that goes and that goes to using credit cards. I mean, for me, right? For me, when I when I used when I first started establishing my credit, one thing I did was I said I'm not gonna establish this debt. I'm not mm. gonna build a great line of debt. Mm-hmm. So one thing I would do is I would say, all right, before I go to the grocery store, how am I? What's my paying method? I understand what method I'm gonna pay. I said, all right, I'm gonna pay with my credit card. All right. Now, at that point, I want to understand when and where I'm going to get the funds to actually pay the money back mm-hmm. what I use. So I go into my calendar, look at when my pay. You, we all know when we get paid. We all know that when our, when our paycheck comes. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is actually go back in and put in, you know, put a reminder in my calendar. When I'm going to make that payment, mm-hmm. and I would go a step further. I would go into my to my uh, application for for let's say was I had a, I had Capital One at the time. I go to Capital One app. I go to, I go to my app and actually set up the payment prematurely to have it automatically drawn from my bank account mm-hmm. at that certain date to ensure that that payment is being made. So therefore, I'm not accumulating debt. And I, I can constantly live life the way I would like to, and knowing that my debt is paid. I, 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 it's just like I was saying. I don't, I don't swipe my credit card unless I got the money in my account already. That's a number one rule for me. If I ain't got the money in my account already, unless it's a like it's a dire emergency and those situations come up. But unless I have the money in my account, I'm not going to spend that money using my credit card. If I have a low, a low uh, credit credit balance on my credit card, but like you were saying, when you speak to other people about credit, they just don't have that their mind. Some people don't have that mindset that credit is that important to them. They don't feel like they need credit. But this this random, but this is a, this is a stat. I want to ask both of y'all: How many black people in America do you think has a score? Over six twenty. Thirty five percent. They have a score over six twenty. Yeah. I mean, I, to kind of answer that question, it, it's kind of it's kind of tough to answer that question. Uh, I don't know. Let you know. Is fit is fifty six fifty six percent. Fifty six percent. So forty four percent. Forty four percent of black uh, people have a credit score below six twenty. Does that is that does that number seem does that number seem good or bad to you? And that's that's bad because a credit score of six twenty is easy to obtain. That's mm-hmm. very easy. Mm-hmm. Easy. I mean, considering the process that I have taken and seen, a credit score of six twenty can be obtained in in a matter of a month if you're dedicated to building your credit. Say it one more time. A credit score of six twenty can be what easily obtained, and and that also a credit score of six twenty is the acceptable credit score to in most cases to buy a home. You know, and that so you're able to buy. So basically, what I'm saying is buying a home, depending on what brand, which which bank which bank you use, could be easily obtained because a credit score of six twenty is easy to obtain. 
I mean, I, I think I think that is the minimum credit score considering for someone considering someone that is actually in line to or not stay in line, but actually, you know, that someone that actually wants to build a credit score. And let's bring up, you know, we're telling you, you asked me earlier about a credit score. I mean, about uh, a credit situation. Mm -hmm. I know I answered it over the phone, but I want you to bring that question back in because it was it was a great question. It was a great. I want to I want you to bring that back in, you know, so we can you know we can answer it on air to get everybody else, you know, to get everybody else an idea of it. Gotcha. <clears throat> so I basically was asking like I was trying to figure out how to finagle it because, like I said earlier, like using I pretty much just use the credit card now on things that I know that I'm gonna pay for it anyways, like bills. So that's a phone bill. Uh, groceries, um, metro car system in New York uh, for the trains and stuff. Stuff that I know I'm going to use or have to pay for either way. Uh, I asked pretty much could I use, and I already, I already have like a pretty much a balance on my credit card. So I asked Jarrell, could I just put, try to finagle it by putting the money on the credit card that I'm going to pay for, use for bills and stuff, or charge my credit card and pay for my bills and stuff. Um, and just pretty much paying it back before the bill cycle um, and also paying on an extra $50, $75 or whatever the case may be to help pay down the credit card uh, debt that I already accrued. So I'm trying not to accrue any interest at all as well. Um, and that's pretty much the question I had. Uh, and so the goal pretty much is to be still be putting or pay, using my credit card to pay for things, um, but also um, lowering my credit card, my credit card, my, I guess utilization um, and building that credit at the same time. Yeah. And with that question, you know, my answer to that is, you know, that's 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 a great way to tackle any any credit card debt that you already have. Mm -hmm. you no, know, you still need to use it. It may be an instance where you still need to use it because you maybe for example your check may have not come yet. Mercy's come up. Yeah, All the exactly. Emergency. So in his case, you know, he wants to pay it. You know, he's going to pay for it, but he also wants to add, you know, also pay that debt. Well, I'm not sure if you guys are aware or not, but, you know, when you get that statement in the mail from your credit card company in regards to what you owe a month, they're going to charge you specifically on it. They're going to charge you interest specifically on that amount that you have on the statement. So once you pay that balance, they're not going to charge you. They're only going to charge you interest on what you didn't pay. So if you owe one seventy five and you paid, I'm sorry, if you owe two hundred dollars and you paid one seventy five, they're going to they only going to charge you interest of two hundred. They only going to charge interest on twenty five dollars on what you didn't pay because you owe two hundred dollars on your credit card statement balance. And it's not to say to keep running a balance is not good as well, but yes, they can they can get you in a hole. You know that, that that can also, but the way he's tackling it is, he's paying off what he's using, and then also paying off the debt that he already occurred as well. Mm -hmm. You know, and and once he gets his balance down to a point, once he gets his balance down to a point where it's under thirty percent, he's gonna see a dramatic. I mean, even before that, he's gonna see a dramatic change in his credit score. It's it's you know the crazy. Crazy thing about this, about credit in itself, when we talk about how to improve credit, 
the one of the key factors is how not to the factors of what lead lead us to debt, lead most people into debt. Probably the number one I don't know, I ain't get the numbers, but the probably the number one factor why so many people are in debt and I know a lot of people in debt from just student loans. Mm-hmm. Did you know it's a it's a it's a I'm on studentloanhero.com. I'm on black students who started school in 2003. One in two defaulted on student loans within the following 12, 12 years. That's a one out of 50% defaulted on a loan. Fucking, in, in a matter of two years. Damn. 12, it's 12 years. 12 years. 12 years. That's one decade from graduating. Mhm. 77% of black students borrow federal um from federal student loans to pay for college. So it's it's is crazy and it's it's unfortunate that a lot of us get into this this mountain of debt. And we, and when you get a mountain of debt like that, it's, it's like looking up at, it's like you looking up at, at a literal mountain with no equipment. You're looking at, like, man, how the heck I'm going to get up out of this? And that's why a lot of people don't care about credit because you already in so much debt. How the heck I'm going to What another dollar going to do? Exactly. <laughs> I'm already, like, I'm already in the holes. Might as well keep digging myself in the hole. I can't, I don't see myself out. We don't have no hope of them getting out of that. So, What's your, what would you tell a client or anybody who comes in and they have a mountain full of debt? They, their debt is so outrageous and the money they're making is not anywhere close. It's going to get them out of that hole. What do you do? What do you tell them to kind of calm their nerves to say it is a way out of this? Okay. And uh, when I'm dealing with a client... You know, when I'm, I'm, I'm assisting a client with building their credit, they have an amount of debt. They come in, and I, I'm, I'm pulling their credit reports, and I see all this debt. I'm not even worried about. I'm not worrying about uh, the amount that they have at that point. What I'm worrying about is, you know, to answer your question, what I'm worrying about is payments mm-hmm. at that certain point. You know, what are they delinquent on? What do they owe? What you know? Some of the some of the debt that they have acquired may not even be theirs. Let's find out what what you do not recognize. Just get that off your credit report. Then let's move forward to what you do recognize and how we can negotiate to get that off of your credit report. So I my thing is I try to say, all right, yeah, you got a hundred thousand dollars in student loans. All right, and then you got another. $5,000 in personal debt that you may have owed certain cell phone companies or whatever it may be. All right. Let's work small first and then build our way up. Chip it down. Yeah. Chip it yeah. down. Build Chip our it way down. up. I wouldn't even, I, I'm not going to say don't worry about the other debt because we do Chip have to take care of it. Chip it down. But it's just a matter of how we take care of Chip it. Chip it down. You got to take the steps. Small, small steps lead to big rewards. Exactly. You know. You, know, it, you it, quote it, me on that. I made that quote up. <laughs> You know, it, it, it's just like a, uh, you know, a step to greatness. You know, 
you gotta you gotta accept the the minor task before you can see the, the greater reward on things. Now some now some of us it's dealing with sacrifices too. Yeah. Debt is getting yourself into debt is for some you gotta realize that you gotta sacrifice a little small thing. Maybe the stuff you enjoy you enjoy to do or the stuff you enjoy to buy, you might have to sacrifice some of that stuff to to get yourself you know in a better position where down the line twenty years from now you can live comfortably and in peace. And you don't have to worry about all this debt hanging over your head every step of the way. Exactly. That's exactly right. I mean, uh, delayed gratification. Delayed, yeah, exactly. Delayed yeah. gratification. That's a great point. That's a great point. You know, understanding what you don't need. You know, that goes into depreciating and appreciating assets. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us like to do certain things or like to obtain certain things that also I mean, it it's a joy to us, but. It's a burning. What's the what's the biggest depreciating asset that you ever got in your life? The biggest depreciating asset I ever got in my life that you wish you never bought. I'm not gonna say that I wish I ever bought, um, but a big the biggest depreciating. I'm not gonna say I wish I never bought it, but uh, it was a depreciating asset that was something that I needed to buy. I just wish I could have got it at a better rate at the time. Was when I bought my when I bought my first car from the dealership, you know. I mean, unless you're not using the car, mm-hmm. it's always a depreciating mm-hmm. asset. Unless there's a way for it to bring back more income than what you paid for it. Well, technically, it brings technically, technically, technically. Good. Hear me out now. Technically, it does bring income because without that car, you can't get the, your job. It, 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 you can't get the Te- well, technically. You can technically. It, I mean, it, depending on the factors that you live in. If you live in Groveville, you can't get to your job. Yeah. But the fact still remains, it's a depreciating asset. It is. It you is. Know? But you use it to your, you got to use it to your best yeah. advantages. Because it's a, it's a depreciating asset, but it's a necessity at the yeah. same time. You, it's a need and a want. It, yeah. it, it, it crosses the lines between a need and a want. Now, but you're saying, but you're right though, but. And we say it's depreciating, it's appreciating asset. Get your get the get something to bang for your buck. Yeah. If you get your car for transportation, you just need your car for transportation, get a car for transportation. Get a car for transportation. Don't get a car with a thousand, a hundred thousand bells and whistles on it, you know. Yeah. You can get your car your dreams, and you, that's good too. And you know, you'd be like, I I'm had a car forever. And that's a good that's a good value because you appreciate that car. Maybe that car lasts 10, 10, 12 years. But if you keep getting new car after new car after new car after new car, it it becomes it, it turns into from a it goes from a need to a want. Yes, you you trying to one up everybody because a car. I mean, the car itself is always depreciating, yeah. but there's a need for the car. Yeah, you know, as always, you always need the car. I mean, from time, you know, in order for you to move the way you had to move and maneuver to get things that you didn't needed to get, you know, as far as acquiring your masters, I I remember when you had to purchase the car, purchase a car in order to get those certain things in order to move around from Orlando yeah. to South Florida. Yeah, yeah, 
But the good thing, yeah, I think. But the good thing about the car I had, though, like I didn't have any payments or nothing on yeah. either, so yeah. it kind of worked out for yeah. me. Yeah. So I mean, interest rates, interest so, yeah. rates, and interest rates and credit. This is they go hand in hand with each other. Yeah. <laughs> interest rates and. I mean, but uh, I mean, from an accounting standpoint, it's still depreciated mm-hmm. in value. If you got yeah. ready to sell that car, you wouldn't you wouldn't have got the money that you wouldn't mm-hmm. have received the money that you paid for. Mm-hmm. So it's depreciating in value unless that asset is actually bringing in cash money without you without you having to as far as a car without you having to actually drive the car. Then right. it's really depreciating in value. It's depreciating. So I mean now in appreciating asset one that brings cash in. Would be something like land, you know. And one thing, you know, a guy asked me one time, you know, what my uncle actually asked me, what's one thing that you think I should invest in? You know, it doesn't matter, stocks, commodities, what commodities, whatever. What do, what do you think I should invest in? I told him land because they're not making any more of it. You know, land is a great thing to invest in. It's an appreciating asset. Land, yeah, land is. <laughs> like you said, don't make a lot. Of, don't make. They're don't not make making it, it no more. Adam, we losing that. We're losing that actually. The coastline, a lot of these places losing land. Left, like Miami, for instance, is losing, mm-hmm. losing land. Yeah. So, and the prices will keep going up and up and up. So everything you can. But if you if you're smart now, you can make those investments. But it's gonna be hard to buy land when your credit dipping. Yeah, I mean. Uh... And you know, and, and that just comes that that just comes with making smart investments. Do you want what you do? You want what you want? If you want what you want now, if you don't, if you can just take a hit on something you want right now, and see, have a vision for thirty years from now, you're gonna put yourself in a better place. Because if you had a vision to see what's going to go on thirty years, twenty years from now. The decision you making right in your life would would change. And that's not just with credit. That's with anything, though. Yeah, it's with everything. <laughs> everything. That is, that is correct, man. That's, that's See it when, out. See it through. That's when you start to think like more like the 1% of America, you know, like corporation. Running yourself like a corporation. You know, you, one thing I do, I ask myself, when I get ready to buy something, I ask myself, is this a need or want? Is this a appreciating asset or a depreciating mm-hmm. asset? And and a lot of times Can it, it keeps me yeah. from purchasing certain things that I don't really need because we all get the urge to purchase certain things. You know, we see something that we like, you're like, man, I want that. You know, but from yeah, a financial man. standpoint, we understand that we don't need that and that we can do without. No. If I had a different mindset right now, I would have be driving a, a Hellcat Challenger and rocking a mink coat through Orlando. If I had a, if I wanted if I got everything I wanted, have a mink coat, white mink coat, a white Challenger Hellcat, riding through the city of Orlando. I might have twenty cents to my name, but I'd be looking fly. <laughs> but this this goes to the back of your laptop. Say greatness is a process. You just process it's a process anything process you might well what i'm saying i'm not saying that don't get the stuff i'm not saying you're never going to get the stuff that you want 
But you got to look inside, deep inside, and realize the things that are important to you. Like, what's important to you? Like, what? Like, really, really, what's important to you? The materialistic things or peace in your life? Because credit, if you got a hundred thousand, if you got so much debt in your life, you can't tell me you you at peace. If you got a, a lot of debt and a lot of creditors keep calling you and you think about your house getting foreclosed on and your cars like getting repossessed and and you living paycheck to paycheck, even though you might be making a hundred thousand dollars, but you living paycheck to paycheck, you're not at peace. I mean, it, it, think about it like this, right? Credit, at, at this point in life, living in America, you have to have a good credit score. You can't even obtain certain jobs without having a great credit score. You know, they run your credit report like they run your background check these days. You know, like, hey, I've been in jail. I have been, you may have been a, a candidate that hasn't been in jail, never, never, never seen a jail cell. Mm-hmm. But you got a hundred thousand dollars in debt, but you got two hundred thousand dollars in cash, and you have no credit. You have no credit, or or you have bad credit. You have a hundred thousand dollars in debt, and you have no good credit history. You get turned down from a job making thirty thousand dollars, you know, and you have two hundred thousand dollars cash under your mattress. But it doesn't matter because your credit score isn't correct. So, I mean, from from this standpoint, you have to make sure that you become financially. You have from a, you have to be financially financially intelligent in order to actually handle your credit or financially responsible enough to handle your credit. Man, make your money work for you. Make your money work for you. Save your money monthly when you're in debt. Pay that debt off aggressively if you can. If you make a lot of money, pay that debt off aggressively. Hey, even in the Bible, you guys, from the, I mean, from a Bible standpoint, it says no debt should go unpaid. You know, speaking from biblical term, the what is it? one term the 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 borrower is I forgot the, the, the yeah the borrower the whoever you borrow money from. They owe you. They you they own you, basically. So just keep that in mind. It's in the Bible. So keep that so keep that in mind. The, the people that you owe all this money to, they own ain't, you. Ain't bitch better have my money in the Bible too? Well, that's a real I'm just asking. It might be. I don't, you know, I don't think I mean, it's in my Bible. That's essentially what that is. It is. In those terms. In those terms, you know. You don't want to owe people money. It's, you want to, if you owe people money, you want to be, have a way where you can pay them off, and you have a plan for it. That ain't bad. All debt ain't bad though. Yeah, not so, all debt. Not all debt is bad debt. If it, if it's a means to to get you to a place in life. Yeah. I mean, um, now we may not have covered everything that you guys want to ask. And we covered enough. But I also want to bring in some people may have extra questions. You know, I also want to bring in uh. You know, I, I do. I do also run a company. You know where. Oh, I, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. I do also run a company. You're called into the pool. 
Pass collection for it. I do also run a company that uh, actually passed debt as well. You know, it's titled uh, Road to Prosperity. If you guys reach out to me, I'll be more than happy to assist you guys with building credit. Uh, and also, you know, if you guys just want to have a general conversation, it doesn't cost much to, it doesn't cost anything to have a general conversation about credit. But if you guys also, if you guys want me to actually take on building your credit, you know, let's, let's get a contract generated and I can also assist you with that as well. And, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to assist you guys. And we'll, and we got a Facebook, uh, Instagram page, here, and we'll put out some little information, tidbits throughout the week. Um... And you got any questions, you can DM me. And uh, I use the emails of of Drill and the Rope to Prosperity. And if you got, like I said, if you got any other questions, you know, hit me on Instagram. Hit me on, if you got my number, hit me up. And I will we'll make sure that we answer them as best as we can. And if you want to be on the podcast, hit me up. I got you. Ray, where you where you living at right now, Ray? Where you at? I'm in New York. We in Orlando. Hey. And I got him on the podcast. You know why? You know do you know why? Cause I can make it happen for you. <laughs> I make it happen, man. You gotta think outside the box. You gotta think outside the box sometimes. But this that's all we got for today's show. It's been a pleasure. It's been a it's been my our honor to you know talk to y'all for this kind of ran long. I think it's like about forty something minutes, but we'll cut it down. We'll cut it down. But until next time, we out.